We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here is Bobby Valentine, former MLB player and manager, and now the athletic director at beautiful Sacred Heart University. Bobby, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? You got all that right. I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> you we're, we're almost perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, if I were you, I would still be happy to see the Red Sox lose in the postseason. <laughs> I got to be honest with you because I'm, I'm I'm a grudge holder. I don't like stuff that happened. I felt like you were scapegoated horribly that one season that you were there. And I think it's a really difficult job to manage in Boston. Uh, do you have those negative feelings that you probably shouldn't have towards that organization? <laughs> Well, I was happy to see the Yankees win. I could tell you that, you know, um, and I'm and I'm hoping it's a Yankee-Dodger World Series. But uh, I, I don't really do the the grudge thing very much, and I don't like to see people uh, do poorly and think that uh, that reflects good on me. So, um, no, I wasn't really happy to see them uh, lo- lose, but uh, I was surprised to see them win the. American League East and change the manager. So I guess you could do a good job and you could do a bad job and still get fired up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is up with that? John Farrell, he's a scapegoat and apparently his message wasn't resonating with, uh, I, I guess the main leader now that big poppy is done is Pedroia. Uh, so w- w- from your 30,000 foot perspective, what did you see happening? Gosh, it, it just must be that, um, there's a there's a culture there that um, you know needs needs to be corrected somehow. I, I guess there's an anti-authority um, feeling somewhere in in the clubhouse, or maybe maybe he just said or did the wrong thing. I I'm not sure. I didn't follow it closely enough, so um, I'm I'm really not an expert there. Well, Bobby, let me ask you this, because you, you've done a ton of managing and you were a player. What is the job of the manager other than to know those crucial moments to you know possibly get a feel for your pitcher and, and, and bring someone in from the pen? And, and there are little idiosyncrasies we may not be privy to, but you are as a former player and a manager. So what is the overarching job of the manager? Well, I think it's to put p- people in the right position so that they can do well and then um, – to make sure they're prepared uh, when they're in that position to to have success, but you know players are are weird. Um, a lot of players dislike uh, their manager, and um, it it just happens that way. You know, you, you find it in winning situations, and you find it in losing situations, and uh, sometimes when you get a sympathetic ear at the wrong time. And that that ear happens to be someone who is uh, in a high high authority. Um, you know, they they change positions. They uh, fire people. Gio and Jones with Bobby Valentine. Joe Girardi was in a real tough spot after that Friday night game with out challenging what was uh, clearly a call that would have gone in the Yankees' favor. The Yankees went out, won three straight, and and saved his butt. Uh, what did you think of his decision-making in that, that game and then also 
the, the rumors that he could be fired uh, just based on what happened in that one baseball game. Uh, I was appalled by that whole situation. It seems to me that, you know, and I, I never really managed in this relay uh, or replay uh, era, but uh, it seems that it's somebody else's job to look at the replay and tell the manager um, whether or not he should challenge. If if the guy in the dugout just was challenging haphazardly every time he thought that what he saw wasn't right or what somebody on the field thought um, wasn't right, uh, you'd use up your challenges in the first inning. But, you know, I, I, that was a very weird situation. And I'm glad there were a couple of guys, and a couple of the guys, I think, on the team uh, there who seemed to be new guys, um, but they were bold guys, stepped forward and um, – you know, got Joe's back, and I was really happy to see that. Yeah, Todd Fraser was one of those guys, and, and that's what you do as a player. You pick up your pitcher and vice versa. The pitcher picks up the, the, the position players and uh, the fielders, I should say, and, and when something doesn't go their way. Uh, what are your thoughts? Sometimes they do that, Yeah, right? sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they just point the finger, and that's the easy thing. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do unto others before they do unto you. Uh, <laughs> what What were your thoughts when they implemented replay, and do you think it goes far enough, or it's too invasive? I think it, it takes too long, but I think it's the right idea. We want the game to be played fairly. We want the right call to be made. Uh, that way, you know, you have justice on the field and you don't have a, a situation where the wrong team wins or the wrong player wins the battle. Um, but it just takes too long. It shouldn't take that uh, headphone set, uh, cloaking dagger situation. What are they listening to that uh, I'm not privy to? Um, I think it, it should be, you know, done in 15 seconds. It's not that hard. You see it. You relay it, and uh, you re you replay it. You relay it, and you call it. It it shouldn't take uh, more than thirty seconds. Gio and Jones with Bobby Valentine. Why do you think the Nationals are stuck in the NLDS and can never get out? Whew. <laughs> because um, you know they get a guy picked off at the wrong time, or they um, you know run to the wrong base or throw to the wrong base. They just um, you know, have those brain cramps. Um, you know, that game last night was theirs to to take away. Uh, and, um, you know, a, a catcher who picks people off, uh, picked a guy off, and, and everyone seemed surprised. It was it was one of those things that um, proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance, and that was a pretty piss-poor performance because they weren't properly prepared. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is that a lot on the manager in your mind, or is that fall on the laps of the players? Bobby? That every player was told, and they knew because they play they played against each other during the season, that, um, you know, Contreras picks uh, behind runners. I think everyone knew that. I'll, I'll be willing to bet that Davey <laughs> Lopes, uh, a great player and great coach who was coaching first base, told uh, – 
Levertown when he got there. Hey, hey, dude, this guy likes to throw. Be careful. And uh, it just it just didn't work out. And, and obviously, uh, they weren't watching uh, Game Two of the ALDS when Ronald Torres of the Yankees was picked off during second. Where are you going? Do you instruct? As you just mentioned, David Lopez, uh, David Lopes uh, probably said uh, something. Uh, to his base runner prior to him going out there. What, do, do you Is that normal? Is that that's something you always get in their ear when you've got a guy who's been sitting that, that long, now he's inserted into the ball game, crucial moment, you get in his ear and tell him to watch for this, watch for that? I, I think you do. I think when when uh, he got down in first base, uh, I'll bet dollars to donuts that, um, you know, he was told, you know, be alive great hit way to go we're going to win this game and um you know he picks behind so be careful bobby when you take a look at what the the next series and the yankees and the astros and this yankees team that everybody is saying they're ahead of schedule and they're the baby bombers and they're not supposed to be here yet uh well after dispatching of the cleveland indians they look like they belong and can beat anybody uh, is there anything about the greenness of this team that is still a part of this conversation, or is that in the past now because they're as prepared as anybody for this journey? Well, obviously, if they if they lose, it's because they were inexperienced, and if they win, it's because they matured quickly. But um, uh, I, I th- still think that a lot of their guys have a lot to learn, and um, the good news is uh, Houston's in the same boat. Um, you're seeing as much talent in this series, I think, as any, as much young talent for sure as uh, any two teams have possessed in a um, league championship series, and and I'm really excited um, uh, about the opportunity to to watch them play. Bobby, help me fix my man uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, he, he he had a great start to the season, of course, after the All Star game. Uh, decline in his play, and then he picked it up again back in September. Only one hit in the ALDS. I I think he needs to scoot a little closer to the plate. What say you? Wow, I like that. Um, I I think maybe he's just closing his eyes a little too soon before before he lunges, you know. Um, That's what Mickey Mello used to say (laughs) when he was in a slump, you know, that – uh, he was closing his eyes right before he lunged. But, um, no, I, I, Aaron Judge, I think, is spectacular. I love his swing. Uh, there's just an, there was an approach situation, I thought, uh, that last series, and everyone's a genius looking at it on TV, obviously. Um, but, you know, when he can hit the inside fastball like he did for the double off the wall and it's 99 miles an hour, um, there's something wrong with his approach. Uh, he shouldn't be able to do that. If he does, that means the outside of the plate is going to be too wide open. He's got to hit that uh, kind of inside fastball, the right center field, like he does when he's going good. And and when he when he's able to do that, he's able to uh, hit the the breaking ball away. I, I think he's a. I, I think he'd hit the breaking ball. I just think he has to bring it back further toward the catcher and uh, hit the ball at the angle, uh, uh, that outside pitch uh, with his bat at an angle that drives the ball to right field. Not, not He's not a pull hitter. He's a right center to left center field hitter. Yeah, and they've got uh, – they're facing Dallas Keiko, who has owned the Yankees and many other teams uh, in Major League Baseball. When you've got a guy who his fastball may reach 91, 92 on a good day, but he's got all these off-speed stuff, what do you sit on when you're facing a guy like that? 
Well, again, I think it's more the approach personally than, uh, that's my personal thoughts, um, than it is what you're actually looking for. And the approach is that uh, you want to drive the ball to right center field. And if you're thinking about driving the ball to right center field, the the uh, bat won't get so far out in front. And, um, you know, it's all about angles. And they talk about launch angles. It's also directional angles, you know, if you're, if your bats, um, the head of the bats uh, behind your hands when you make contact with the ball, the the ball's going to go to the opposite field. If you're trying to get the head of the bat out in front of your hands when you hit the ball, that means you're going to be pulling it, and uh, you don't want to try to pull the ball against uh, a guy like Keuchel who's going to be, um, you know, doing that backdoor breaking ball and those change-ups and two-seamers away. Bobby, I have to ask you about the Mets because their managerial job is open once again, and two of your former players are rumored to be candidates in Joe McEwing and Robin Ventura. Uh, who do you think is the right fit to be the next manager of the Mets? Well, I love those guys uh, personally, and, and I'd love to see either one of them uh, be the manager if that's what they wanted to do. Um, but it seems like uh, the, the right fit is Brad Osmus, um, and I, I think he's going to get that job. And why is that? Because it didn't seem like there was a lot of positive vibes coming out of that Tigers team towards the, you know, the last couple months of the of the season. From my view, an outsider's perspective, he, he didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was a good job that was happening there at the hands of Austin. Well, uh, that's what it seemed like to me too. But I don't think that that's uh, going to be part of the job description. Uh, what, doing uh, or, a good job the, in your previous one? <laughs> or, or not job description necessarily. I think it's, um, you know, that there, there's a, a little kinship there, you know. Uh, he's, I think, the right age. I think he has the right amount of experience. Um, I think, um, you know, he, he and, and Sandy um, Alderson both went to Dartmouth, and there's always a, um, a kinship there. And, um, you know, he, he's a embrace and embraces the analytical side of the game. So um, it, it seems to me that uh, not that if I was hiring, uh, that, I'm not saying that's what I would do, but it seems to me that um, he he's in the right place at the right time. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It just seems to me. I no, know I no, I, under, and I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Before, guys. No, <laughs> I, could be wrong. I think Bobby Valentine should come out of retirement. Me too. That'd be awesome. I would, I would love that. What's, what's would, up? Would you still manage if someone called you? I, I don't think that that's uh, <clears throat> the job for me at this at this time. I'm trying to clean up my life, not uh, not mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, how people look at the Mets managerial job now. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't want to mess up my life by going there. Right. <laughs> so, so who do you like? Cubs, Dodgers, Astros, Yankees? Yeah, you know, it It, it seems like, um, you know, the Astros are destined, um, you know, with all that great young talent and having the tragedy down there and, uh, you know, Houston strong and, and all that. Um, but I, I'd really like to see the, uh, I, I think I already mentioned the Yankees and the Dodgers. I think that'd be great for my, my viewing um, capacities. Um <laughs> But if I had to just if I had a pick, I think I would pick uh, Houston, and I'd um, I'd pick the Cubs uh, because they uh, you know they both have a little uh, a little magic going right now, and um, 
that magic is hard to uh, hold up. Bobby, every time we have you on, I feel bad because we don't talk about Sacred Heart enough. So what's happening up there? I want you to get a nice plug in your beautiful university. You're the athletic director at Sacred Heart. Uh, tell us what the, the latest is. Wow, that's kind of you doing that. Thanks, Greg. Um, well, you know, we played Dartmouth on Saturday in football. Our volleyball, women's volleyball team's great. Our, our cross country and track teams are doing great. We have 32 Division One uh, sports teams, you know, and eight, over 800 Division One athletes. So I can't talk about all of them. Uh, we're opening up a new diner on campus, yes. uh, new uh, dorms on campus, and we're building uh, a 60,000-square-foot uh, Bobby Valentine Rec Center on, on campus where I'll have my uh, – Name there for a long time, so um, I kind of like what's going on at Sacred Heart University. We're the the second largest Catholic university in New England, and um, the tenth largest or, or fastest growing uh, mid major in the in the country. So we're doing okay. Tell me more about this new dining hall. Can I can I get, <laughs> can, a, can a brother get some fried pork chops? Yeah, yeah, I think we, we might at the diner. You might be able. It's like a Jersey style diner named after. Uh, named for our president, who is from New Jersey, John Patillo, who also is at Seton Hall University. And uh, it's just going to be a cool 24-7 diner right in the middle of, of campus. I always Sweet. say, if you can get your name on something before you're dead, you know you're the man. There you go. So, right. Bobby, you're the man. All right? <laughs> Thanks for the time, as always. All right? Thank you, guys. Right, Have a fun. great day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.